Carolina Sports that you're listening to here with Hayden Klankhammer, Ian Sellers, and uh, Kevron, go ahead and move yourself in my camera because we, we have Kevron as a guest today. He's with Ian, and uh, he's also a friend from high school, a little bit of a theme that you've seen. So, um, yeah, we've got a lot of things to talk about today. DeMar DeRozan, we talked about DeMar DeRozan last time, and Hayden seemed that he seemed to think that the appropriate word for DeMar DeRozan was a bum. Now, I'm not going to go that that far necessarily, but we'll go ahead and start talking about that. Is DeMar DeRozan a star, a bum, somewhere in between, somewhere else? Sorry. Sorry. Hayden, let, let, let's, let's hear your trash. All right. DeMar DeRozan. Thank you. I, 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 I have loved DeMar DeRozan has played for the Toronto Raptors the past four years. It has been what, a wonderful. different person? It is it is it has been wonderful. I have loved that DeMar DeRozan has been the one standing in front of LeBron going to the finals. It has been fantastic. Because I have I have not one time been worried about DeMar DeRozan. Not even when they took you to seven games? When did they take us to seven games? Didn't they take you to seven games? No. The yeah, closest- they, no, they took you to seven games at least once. The closest they got was game six when they won two in Toronto. And then, yeah. And even then, it was Kyle Lowry's show. Kyle, Why is he bad? What? Why is he bad? Why is he a bum? Because he can't pass. He can't defend. He can't shoot beyond 20 feet. Um, he doesn't do anything else. And he's not even really that good, that efficient of a two-point scorer. Let me read you you his career two-point percentage. He is a 47% two-point percentage shot. He, for his career, shoots 45%. For two-point? No, for his career. Field goal percentage. I'm seeing 47%. For two-point percentage. Yeah. And then total field goal percentage, he shoots 45%. On his career. Yes. And he didn't even start doing that until 2016. And he barely got above 45%. No, look. DeMar DeRozan is not a bum. He doesn't pass. He doesn't play defense. So what's your take? He doesn't pass? Yeah, he, he, he doesn't get assists, no. He has 6.2 assists per game. In San Antonio, where he has to move the ball or he doesn't play. 5.2 assists last year in Toronto. Uh-huh. What about before that? 3.9, 4.0. Okay. He had another 4.0. Okay. Those are good his, shooting guards statistics. Early in his career, his numbers are skewed down because he didn't come into the NBA as like an all-star caliber player. Is he an but, all-star caliber player right now? Yes. Um, how many all-star games he made? What's what's the what is the uh, the criteria to be considered a star in the NBA? You make the all-star team, right? Mm-hmm. He's a four-time all-star, two-time All NBA. Uh huh. So how are you going to tell me he's a bum? His career, he has six seasons averaging over twenty points a game. Um, Two thousand sixteen was his best year. He averaged almost twenty-eight. He averaged twenty-eight, five point two rebounds, almost four assists. Can you um, read- Playoff me, style, he's not a star player to me. He's not. He's not like. He's not 
one of the best players in the league. But I think you said he's a he's not even top thirty in the league. He's not a top thirty player in the league. You're, you're not even close to right with that. Not even close. I I can name you thirty players. Do you that, want to? Go ahead. Would you like me I'll, tomorrow? I or next time we do this, I will have a list of forty players that are better than Demar Derozan. Did you say forty? Forty. Forty. He says he's going to list 40 players that are better than DeMar DeRozan. 40. In the NBA right now, there are 40 players that are better than DeMar DeRozan. Hey, hey, hey. hey. Kieran. Kieran. Yeah. That's what we have to deal with. 40. I don't know what to say. I mean, definitely not 40, definitely not 30. But, I mean, he's at least somewhere in the 30. He's it's definitely top 30. Top 30, I, yeah. I would think. He's he's in that, that, that 20 to... 30 range. He's somewhere in there. Yeah, maybe. You know what? Yeah. Right now, right now, who would you take this year? Luka Doncic or DeMar DeRozan? Luka, but I think Luka was a top okay. player this year. That's not true, but anyway. You think oh, Luka, what? oh! You know what? I'd like to look at yesterday's podcast. I'd like someone to go back and roll that back, because I could have swore the race said top 20 player this year. I'm pretty sure I heard you say it. I heard I it, too. I said Luca was a top twenty player this year. Yes. Okay, you can make that argument. Fine. Okay, so I was, said he was a top uh, player this year. So how would I not argue that he's better than Demar Derozan if I think Demar is somewhere between twenty and thirty? I I think I think Luca Doncic is way better than Demar Derozan already. Okay. Good. So we don't disagree there. Okay. Perfect. You're still wrong. All right. Whatever you said. Give me a reason that give me a reason that he's a star. He's a star. I, I, yeah. I feel like I just did. He he's made an all star game in three of the last four seasons. Interesting. Okay. How two that- seasons ago he was at twenty seven point three points per game on mm-hmm. good field goal percentage. This yep. year actually that was that was a great year for him. Yeah. Now that was two seasons ago, so I'll keep it recent. But twenty one point two points per game this year. That's not amazing, but that's certainly notable on forty-eight percent shooting. I think he's the guy. The guy y'all consider a bum. Mike Conley is averaging twenty-one points a game this year. That means nothing. Wait, you you said we consider him a what? A bum? No, no. no. Ian no. may have said he's that. He's not a Hall of Famer. We didn't say he's a bum. We said he's not a Hall of Famer. You called him a below-average point guard. He might have said that to get to you. Yeah, yeah, but. but- I mean, realistically, he's an average point guard. I, I never think he's above ball. average. I don't think that he is a Hall of Famer. That's that was all I was ever saying. Okay, okay. But I so I think that just, just, just in context, Mike Conley's averaging twenty-one points a game this year. That that means that means nothing. Twenty-one points a game is that's great. I think that's also one thing that needs to be noted is that's probably Mike Conley's best career average, whereas Demar Derozan, this is his worst average. In the last four years, and second worst in the last six, and it's still a very impressive season. He's shooting forty-eight percent. He he's bad at three-point shooting. You're absolutely right, but he also doesn't take many threes. I think that he's gotten to a point where he's taken a lot smarter shots and he's moved the ball around pretty effectively in San Antonio. So so one of the better. Oh, yeah. San he has to. Last year he took he took three point seven threes a game at thirty-one percent. Yeah. To me, that's a lot of threes. Yeah, no, he probably shouldn't. Yeah, but obviously, he's a bad player though. San Antonio playing under 
Popovich, you're not going to be the same player you were in Toronto. Exactly. 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 So this, if you're holding him to – if you're judging him based on how he did this year, I don't think that's fair. So where do you think he ranks on that roster? He's, he's the best player. No. What about you, Hayden? Lamar, I would take Lamarcus Aldridge over he's him. Second. Would, and you, did you say DeJounte Murray yesterday? I, I think he, DeJounte Murray is more important to the Spurs than DeMar DeRozan. They don't make the playoffs without DeMar DeRozan. Not true. They might Not make the playoffs. True. I think that – no, no. no they still they make the playoffs make, without DeJounte Murray. And they actually have even some decent point guard play this season without Murray. I'm not saying it's great, but it was decent. Defensive, defensively and and doing all the right things that which Popovich likes. That DeJounte Murray is more important than DeMar DeRozan on that team. I don't know, man. Then who is I think I think I think it's close. I, I would probably say I'd take Lamarcus Aldridge over him, but not by much. You take Lamarcus Aldridge over uh, Demar Derozan? Yeah, just by just by a little bit. And I'm ta- really, okay. How about this? I'll say this: this year, I would take Lamarcus Aldridge over, De- uh, um, of course, Devontae Murray because he was injured uh, over Demar Derozan. But the last five years, I'm yeah. absolutely taking Demar Derozan easily. But if yeah, so, if you remove either one of those players, if you remove Lamarcus Aldridge. Or you remove um, Demar Derozan, either one of the two. As uh, since the Spurs are already like a, I think they were seventh seed, right? So they're already a borderline playoff team. If they lose one of those two players, they're not making the playoffs. So I don't. You take a you take a player that's you take one of the best two players on a team, averaging over twenty points a game. You're probably not winning enough to make it in. I agree. I agree. Hayden, do you have any other comments about? No, go ahead. Go ahead. It's a no, go ahead. you might as well. Just I don't know it. if I agree with that or not, but I, I think hey, that it's you, certainly you, a conversation. Switching up on me, shit, Kennedy. Hey, you know, I'll be honest. I kind of zoned out, and then by default, I was like, yeah, you know, Ian, I, I agree. I agree. So at least that tells you how much respect I have for you. Whereas Hayden, I could be zoning out. He could be preaching the gospel up here, and I'd say I disagree. I disagree. Because it's Hayden, you know, so yeah, I'd cover my face too if I were you. <laughs> um, but anyway, we can move on to our next topic. So we have a list of of twelve teams uh, that Hayden got, or sorry, Ian got sent by a friend, and uh, it'll be on the screen. We'll we'll put that in there. Um, but we want to debate which young team would be the best of these twelve teams. So. Ian, I'd like to hear your your thoughts on which team, or maybe even w- uh, which top three teams you would probably pick. Yeah. So the way it's separated on the list, um, I, he probably found it on Facebook or something, but it's separated by month. Um, so each team is listed as one month. Yeah. Um, but I think the best three, um, in no order right now. Um, no, no, no. It has to be in an order. Yeah, I'm going to order. Order? Okay. Okay. Um, Start with three. Okay. Number three. 
Number three being October. Ben Simmons, Buddy Heald, Cameron Jordan, Laurie Markkinen, Mitchell Robinson. Uh, uh, number three. Number three. Um, Go ahead. Number two. November. Colin Sexton, Devin Booker, Cam Reddish, Kuzma, and Wendell Carter. <laughs> Do I have disagreements here? Oh, I'm laughing at Hayden. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, <laughs> Go ahead. Number one. Um, their four is weighing them down a little bit. But I still think they're the best team. Um, and y'all probably going to give me hell. We're taking a team with a college player in it. But March, Lonzo Ball, Luka Doncic, RJ, Jonathan Isaac, and Bam. That's the only one I agree with you on. Yeah. I, well, it's, it's tough because they've got a – at the three, they've got a player who hasn't played in the NBA yet. And then um, – That's the same with October, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same thing. But um, <sighs> it's still a projected top three pick. So it's not like this guy's – not going to, you know, he's going to turn into something in the NBA. We don't know exactly what he could be a star. He could be an all right player. Could be not very good at all. But, um, you know, it's not like he's going to be out of the league in two years. Um, And then Jonathan Isaac, I think, is what weighs down that team quite a bit because I don't think he's a very good player. Um, But if you took him out and you took, um, I don't know, you took Marvin Bagley. a bench player. Yeah. You take, I don't know, you take a lot of those fours and put them on that team. I think they're a lot better. But I think they're probably the best roster overall. I think Hayden probably agrees with me on number one just because that's his boy. Who? Luca. That's his guy. But isn't he a, uh, is that a Mavs fan? No, but he's a big Luca fan. Luca I, I, I rock with Luca. Did you say that was your number one team, though? My number one team. Interesting, interesting. Now, hold, now, a little little context. If you would have given me five minutes to look it over, my order may have been a little different. I kind of, I, I just picked three. I didn't really have them in order. Um, and I think all three of those are pretty close. So. Okay. What? Which yeah, one no. October is Hayden's number one? Hayden, do you want me to go while you have time to recover? Yep, go ahead. Okay. Oh, wait, keep on, keep hey, on. Go. Oh, oh, oh. I don't have a time. I have him in. We're, we're going to let the guest go. Nah, I don't have I mean, one. I don't know. Uh, how about this? You can look over the list. I'll go. I don't want you to, yeah. to yeah, be yeah. put yeah. on the spot just yet. Yeah. Um, so I think my number three, I'm going to go ahead and say May with Kobe White, Jalen Brown, Josh Jackson, Chris Stapps, Prazingis, and Miles Turner. Um, <laughs> So I, I love Chris Desperzingas. Uh, I think that that's a really good defensive lineup, minus Kobe White, but Kobe White can do all the offensive things you really need a guard to do. Uh, Jalen Brown is someone on the Boston Celtics, the only person I really think is maybe underrated. Maybe not this year, but, but in previous years, I thought he was underrated. Jalen Brown. Uh, this, this year, I wouldn't say he's underrated, but I would still say that he's someone you want to have on your team as a defensive player. Uh, having a little bit of a down season, but I think he's overall a good player. Josh Jackson, to be honest, I'm not really a huge fan of his, but 
Once again, defense. But then Chris Stapps, man. Chris I Stapps. love Chris Stapps. Chris, Chris Stapps is, we're talking about seven foot three. He blocks everything in his range. He can hit three. He can drive to the paint. He can post up. He can do a lot of things. He's the future. And then you got Miles Turner, who did did he lead the blocks in or lead, lead the yep. league in blocks? Is that right? Yep. He was definitely up there. I'm a big Miles Turner guy. I, I, I really like Miles Turner. And so I think that that team has all around good, solid players, yeah. a good defensive team as well. And uh, I know you think I'm biased, Hayden, but I'll get to I'll get to a list later that you're going to be a little surprised by. Um, oh, he's going to pick a Duke team. Yeah, I'll have, I'll have a Duke team up there. I don't know who he's going to pick. So my second team, I'm going with, uh, with the October lineup. Ben Simmons, Buddy Hield, Cam Johnson, Lowry Markinen, and Mitchell Robinson. Um, Buddy, Hield, that's a really, really good three-point shooting team with Hield, Cam Johnson, and Lowry Markinen. Uh, Mitchell Robinson is a solid center, very young. I mean, this whole, the whole thing is is young, but he's. You could, if you let him develop, I think that he'll be a good center for a lot of teams out there. He's not going to dominate the paint or anything but he's he's going to get you rebounds and, and do what centers these days do and then Ben Simmons obviously uh if he's a jump shot away from being one of the best players in the league um that said his jump shot is really bad but he's really he's he is a star um and so I have to go with that team especially in today's NBA and my number one team uh is July I've got Jamal Murray Landry Shamit Jason Tatum Zion Williamson and Goga Betadze. I don't even know if I said that right, but Betadze. That look, Jason Tatum. While I think he's a little overrated, I think that he has superstar potential. Potential. Zion Williamson has superstar potential. Jamal Murray is someone who's underrated, and and he can really score pretty much at will. As we saw last night. What did you say? I said as we saw last night. Yeah, there there are times when he just goes off, uh, and I think that he could be really. Really fun to watch. Uh, Landry Shamit adds some three-point shooting and, and a little bit of defense. And uh, Batadze, not, no one really knows much about him yet, but he's, uh, he's you know, being, being uh, projected pretty highly in this upcoming draft. But I think Jason Tatum and Zion Williamson put that team out of reach for really any roster on this lineup. And Ian, I know March being left off my list may surprise you a little bit. They're probably at my number four. I do like them. I love Luca. You know this. No, you're honestly your number one surprises me more than March not being on your list. Just because I know Jamal Murray is an up and coming player. Um, you've got superstar potential on your list, but yes. that's what it is. It's potential, and you've got two college players, players that haven't even touched an NBA court. When you've got these other teams that are. Filled up with just oh, NBA players. Now, Landry Shamit plays. Um, what? What? He's on the Spurs, is that right? The Clippers. He's on the Clippers. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, sh- I should have. I should have gotten that down a little bit better. But yeah, he. That hit the the three to finish the Warriors. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he's done a solid job this season. Uh, Goga is the only person who hasn't played yet, and I just think that Zion, even if Goga's not that good, I think Zion's going to be very good. At least at the beginning part of his career, with athleticism that he has, and and you know he, he's someone who we've seen his recovery on defense. Someone gets past him, they're still in danger. So, yeah, but he hasn't I think the upside of that team is phenomenal. 
Yeah, but we're not picking off upside. We're picking off which one we think is the best. Yeah, and and I think that the upside of that team is the best. Plus, where they are now, I have to give it to them as well. I think upside is part of part of what's involved in this. So you put um all these teams on a court in like tournament form. You think that July team comes out on top? Uh, I be I think July will be March. <clears throat> I think uh, yeah, I'm still going with July. I think I that think they're the best, best right now, and I think they'd be the yeah. best going forward as well. <sighs> I I will say October was was close behind them in my opinion. Just yeah. just a little bit, but you know I I I kind of jumped into it. The that October team's really good. Um, That's phenomenal. Can't I can't wait. Okay, guest, go ahead, guest. I'm not going to put it in order because I really don't. All right, that's fine. Uh, he's a guest. Give us your top three, but then give us which one's your favorite. All right. Uh, top three would have to be uh, mm, February, October, and uh, definitely probably May. And then I'm uh, white, baby. I'd go with. Yeah, I know what you want to do. I'd go with. I want to say March, but I just don't. I don't, I don't know how RJ is going to do. Yeah, that's, that's, that's my biggest that's thing. But like, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with July. I feel like July would be the. It's either July or, or May. I don't know. July, May. He knows July is the best. He knows it. You know why? Because I said it. That's why. <laughs> That's right. Go, go on, Hayden. I want to hear Hayden's always looking annoyed. He's always looking annoyed. Yeah, but then he opens. His, he looks like he gives us the. He looks at us with such disdain, and then he makes his picks, and they're garbage. Yeah, he's got chronic annoyed face. That's what it is. Yeah. All right, my number three team is the July team. With the same reasons that Kennedy said. And I think I'm probably the highest on Jamal Murray out of the three of us. I love Jamal Murray, but yeah, you probably are. I, I, him and De'Aaron Fox are probably my two favorite young point guards. Um, and then next, second is March. Um, again, I think I'm higher on Lonzo. And probably both of y'all just because I watched him all year long. I yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not super high on him yet. I watched Lonzo. I like Lonzo. He's, I love, he's, I love the way he passes and plays defense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. His defense is very impressive. His passing is very impressive. Yeah. You know, you got you got basically two point guards on that team. Yeah. That and one of them can really shoot in Luca, RJ. I'm kind of. Yeah, that's, yeah. We'll see. I I think Jonathan Isaac is a fantastic defender. Yeah. Um, yeah. and you know Bam just kind of is high energy. So yeah. Bam's good down low. Yeah, Jonathan Isaac is someone I'm I'm waiting to see him I, develop on offense, but he is a good. I agree. Good yeah, if he had any sort of jump shot or anything like that, that would be my number one team. Yeah. Uh, but my number one team. Because of how they fit together um, is October. Yes. Because 
You're giving Ben Simmons three knockdown yes. shooters and an interior defender. Mitchell Robinson was second in the league in blocks, by the way, in yes. playing in only 26 minutes a game as a rookie. Impressive. Um, you know, Buddy Heald, we talked about Buddy Heald yesterday. Yeah, about, I think we're all pretty high on Buddy Heald. About being underrated. Um, Shoot. Cam Johnson, Kennedy, I know you love that man. I do. I love him because he just knocks down everything. Yes. He's, he's a great jump shooter. And then Laurie Markkinen is also a good three-point yes. shooter. So, so you, know, you know how much I love Cam Johnson. Cam Johnson – I I just love Cam Johnson. He made everything. He was he was automatic from three. I think he he shot like over forty five percent on three this year at North Carolina. Twenty seven. So yeah, it was it was it was really fun to watch him. Um, as far as an NBA fit, he, he actually might be the only reason that I bring that team down. Um, and that's not I guess that's a knock on him a little bit. Um, I think he's going to be good in the NBA. Not star potential. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think he's going to start. I think he's going to be somebody who comes off the bench, hits threes when you need your guys to to get a break. He'll be somebody if at the end of the game you need a three pointer to be made. You bring him in, and he's at least a threat. I, I don't think that he gets to the rim as well as he does in college when he moves on to the NBA. Um, he's and I don't think slow, that his right? defense is phenomenal, but it could be. It could be. A, he could be a good three and D guy. Um, but as much as I loved him in college, I'm not. I think that he has a spot on an NBA roster. I think any team should want him, but I don't think that he's going to be a starter for years I, to come. I think the issue with him is his floor and ceiling are very close. There's not yeah. a he, he doesn't have a super high ceiling, but he has a high floor. Yeah, yeah that's fair. That's um, fair. I never thought I would say that, Hayden. I never thought I would say that's fair to you, but that is fair. Yeah, that was weird to hear. <laughs> Um, one more thing before we move on from this. Which team do y'all think is the worst on the list? Ooh, I'll have to look at that real quick. Yeah. Uh, um, I would say September. Or oh April. Hidden. Those are my two. I think September is the worst. Yeah. Um, April right behind it. I agree. Uh, actually, I might go April 1st and then September 1st. But because you... You put no, no. Yeah, I'll go April first because Donovan Mitchell is at least holding that September team together. Um, Nas Little is horrible though. I w I wanted to like him, I really did, but and that that team really hurts your team. That team has three college players on it, and none of them are none of them are you know bull bull. If he would have stayed healthy, you know he could have been a top seven pick, but injuries. Brandon Clark is like. A player that should have played in the '90s. Yep. It's like he's like Okafor, kind of really old school. Yeah. yeah. Um, Nas Little. Garbage. So, I'm sorry, uh, my UNC friend, but uh, not high on Nas Little. Dennis Smith, I hated him even when he was in Dallas. I like Dennis Smith, but I don't I like think he's. He's not as good as probably I was hoping he'd be. Yeah, he did not. Like so far, you know, it's so it's far. too early to really say what he's going to be, but so far, it's been a little disappointing, and it's not really my problem anymore because he got traded. Steal of the draft, I remember. Huh? He was the steal of the draft. He's supposed hey. to be, and it turned out to be Donovan Mitchell. To be fair, Hayden, that was from national people. 
most people thought that he was the steal of the draft. That was a big thing, Hayden. That yeah. wasn't just a Dallas fan saying He was that. voted on by his peers, his fellow rookies, to win the rookie of the year that year. No. I think who won? Was it Lonzo? No, it was, it was, it was Donovan Mitchell the one, right? No, it was Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> my God. He didn't even play. Uh, he'll, he'll probably win it the next five years if we're at this written. No, I'm just playing. Dude, uh, I'm, joke. I'm sorry. so pissed. You, I still have a buddy in Arkansas that gives me hell for that. Like, every time we talk about who I think is going to be rookie of the year, he says it's probably going to be Ben Simmons because he knows that irks me. You're not a rookie. I don't care if you didn't play. You're not a rookie. Okay, so do you think that Blake Griffin deserved rookie of the year when he won it? Did he play? Did he play his first year? He missed his first season. I, I don't remember what injury, but he missed his first season. You don't think so? You shouldn't be eligible. You sat on an NBA bench for a year, and you got to if you were a top player before, and then you got to sit on an NBA bench. You got to learn with an NBA team, and then you come out the next year and you play well. I don't think you should be eligible. That's blasphemous. No, see, I I think that there. I think it has to be factored. I think that they're not playing. It doesn't matter if they're sitting. You don't need a rookie of the year does not matter, but I feel like you should have to be a rookie to win rookie of the year. If you don't play one game in the NBA season, you're a rookie. You sat on an NBA roster all year. You learned behind an NBA team. You still learned how to play the game behind with this team. But you can't play. It doesn't no, matter. Like you, you automatically have an advantage over all the rookies that are younger than you coming in because they don't have that experience of being on an NBA roster for a year. So I, I agree, actually. I think that you're partially right, but I think that that needs to be taken into consideration. So on Blake Griffin's stance, he, he, he clearly blew away all the rookies in that season. There was no second choice that was close. Okay. So for me, it was like, okay, he... I don't think he should have been ineligible because I don't think that that yeah. year of him sitting on the bench would have made a difference. I think that he was still, even if you took that year away, he was still far and away yeah. better than them. Ben Simmons, yeah. on the other hand, I think yeah. that that should have been factored in. I, I would have given it to to Donovan, uh, to Donovan Mich- uh, Mitchell. Sorry, I can't speak. It's okay. But, y'all Ben uh, Simmons haters. Yeah. What'd you say? I said y'all Ben Simmons haters. I know. No, no. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess so, but I don't hate. I don't hate him because of who he is. Ian. I hate him. He's not good at basketball. Ian, you are the biggest Ben Simmons hater. He's not good at basketball. Watch him play. What do you mean? Ben Watch Simmons him play. Look, huh? you're treating Ben Simmons. Hold on, hold on. Like he's got a Ben Simmons hate. <laughs> no, he's, he's just he's funny to watch. Like I watched the game really last night. I think, and like I watched his main like started guarding him behind the free throw line, like. I'm like, he can't shoot. shoot. He cannot shoot the ball. But yet he's still effective. Yeah, because he's a seven foot point guard. That's what I'm saying. He's cool, but he's not like. I'm not saying saying he's a star. I don't, I'm I'm not as high on him as some of the national media is. And that hurts me to say because he's an LSU boy. But even at LSU, he lacked killer instinct. And I, I remember talking about this even. You called him soft. You did he not like him. Soft. He was soft. He still he is would, soft. He would not take over games. And he was the best player on the floor. And it wasn't even close. Yep. Don't like him. Yeah. You know, I, I like Ben Simmons quite a bit. But um, I 
the only reason I wouldn't have I, under the rules that are you know exist now, I would still give him rookie of the year last season. But I'm just saying I think that the rules need to be changed to where it factors in the fact that you have the you know the the benefit of getting athletic training you know rehab from professional athletic trainers for a year, learning the system for a year and a half really. And uh, I agree with that, but as of being able to learn behind veterans, I think that that needs to at least be considered. But I think that under the rules now, Ben Simmons should have won Rookie of the Year. But how do you under where's the where's the line? Where do you draw the line with that? Because to me, it's like I get what you're saying; it does make sense. You need to factor it in, but I don't know how you would weigh that against other players. So to me, just like as a rule of thumb, if you're not a rookie, you can't win Rookie of the Year. I'm not, not saying I disagree with what you're saying. You're, you're right, but I don't know how that's a fair question against other players. That's a fair question. I don't know where the line would necessarily be drawn, but I do think that it's appropriate. It's like um, um, I'm trying to think. So this is not a sports reference, but districting uh, in in politics, you're not allowed to do quotas solely based off of race. Yeah. In a perfect world, I think they probably still do it, but yeah. By rule, you're not allowed to do it solely by race, but it can be a factor. Yeah. And so now that's a different co- uh, conversation for a different day. But I think that you can pull it off in different areas, you know, in politics or in other sports conversations or, or whatever. Uh, I'll go even college. Uh, you, you choose Heisman players or even college football playoff teams based on strength of schedule. But there is no definitive line. You just kind of you kind of weigh it out in your mind. I don't necessarily think there is really yeah. a, a exact weight to it. I yeah. just think you kind of have to, you kind of have to wrestle with it a little bit. And that's kind of where I think they should go with the rookie of the year award. Yeah. And, and I get that. But if you're looking at it from that perspective, you, you have to pick playoff teams. So you have to do it that way based on strength of schedule. Rookie of the year. You, you don't. You can just rule out those that have been in the NBA for a year. So I, I don't. I don't disagree with what you're saying. Right. You know, just, just I don't think they should be eligible. Okay. Well, speaking of eligible, uh, we're. I guess we can move on to the next uh, conversation about grad transfers. So uh, on Friday, they're going to be talking about uh, the NCAA is going to be voting on a rule change for potential grad transfer designations, and the rule, the proposed rule, is that. Um, no matter if a grad transfer has a year or two left on his eligibility uh, or her eligibility, uh, the the risk is, the proposal is that a grad transfer would, would take away a scholarship for the year after if that grad transfer doesn't finish his secondary degree within one season. And so I kind of want to throw that out there. What do you think about that rule proposal, Hayden? And if you want me to read it from an excerpt or from an article, I can, I can read the specific rule proposal. Um, so what they're proposing is, is basically you would be charged a scholarship. Yeah. After the player is probably already gone. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I don't agree with that. I, you know, we were kind of talking about this even before we started recording, but I'm along the same lines as uh, Ian, and I think you too. I don't think just because you transfer at the end of the season, you should have to sit out a year anyway. Okay. I think even if you don't graduate. Yeah, yeah. I th- but in terms of you know 
what we're talking about right now, I, I would vote against it. I would vote against it. I think that's incredibly stupid. Yeah, I don't like it. I, I, you know, they've already done the work of graduating. So why? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I completely disagree with that. Yeah. It's CA trying to have more power again. I don't feel like I know enough about it to really hold a very strong opinion on it. But like Hayden said, I, I agree with him. Um, I'm against it. I don't think it makes a whole lot of sense. Um, but that's just my take. I don't know a whole yeah. lot. So. so part of, I guess part of the, the reasoning behind it is a lot of grad transfers are emerging kind of here in the last few years. And I don't necessarily see why that's a bad thing. So, yeah, sure, you know, I guess big schools get the advantage of being able to get grad transfers because they're, they're big schools. You know, that's, they're I good mean, programs. I mean, but look- and that's what I would be against transferring to any, like transferring without sitting unless you graduate. So I'm, I'm a little different in that regard. I think that that could be a dangerous path that we, I think that would open up a lot of, uh, I think that would, that would tilt towards the big program's favor. Uh, if they say, so like Lamar Jackson, for example, if he just wanted to transfer a few years ago to any college in, in the country, I think that that would have heavily benefited the Alabama's, you know, yep. the Alabama's, the LSU's, the Georgia schools. Yeah. I don't think that there would have been any small school that would have had any chance had players of his caliber been given the, the opportunity to transfer wherever they want without sitting a year. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, it, it makes things more competitive. I guess I think, I think it's different for football than basketball because I mean you look at just this past year in basketball Texas Tech who's not a big time uh-huh. you know basketball school up until the last couple of years I guess you know they got the leading shot blocker in the country last year uh, what's his name from Syracuse and St John's uh, Tariq whatever his name is, the center, and then Matt Moody, who became, you know, their second and third most important players. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, th- I think it depends on the situation, but I think I'm still against it in general. Yeah. I'm, I'm, in regards to the grad transfer rule itself, I think that the rule proposal is, is really stupid. I think that the NCAA, this is why nobody likes them. They just restrict, restrict, restrict. Yeah. They, yeah, so I, I understand while I, while I don't think that undergraduate players should be able to transfer and be eligible immediately, I understand why people would think that they should. I think that's if, – if that happened, I don't think that I would be incredibly opposed to it. I would just be a little bit – I would be a little bit wary of the repercussions of seeing big teams become even bigger. Yeah. But as far as grad transfers, players go to school – athletes go to school to get degrees. That's what you're trying to promote with giving scholarships to players, you know, who, who are coming to play for your team. You're trying to get them to either be professional, uh, you know, become professional athletes or become responsible citizens in the United States. So yeah. the whole reason that they made graduate transfers a thing in the first place was to encourage you getting your degree and then also encourage you to get your master's degree. And, and to me, I think that it's, you're discouraging Maybe a little bit of both of those if you take away the rule or change it up a little bit. Yeah. Simply to, to prevent people from being able to transfer to whatever school they're offered by. I, I don't know. I just think that that's a little bit – it's just really, really restrictive and 
the NCAA already restricts players enough. I think that it's kind of that's that's what I think my issue with it is. I think you know if they were more loose in terms of you know other things, then I think I would be a little bit more you know back and forth on the fence. But me personally, I'm so tired of the NCAA. I I I think that. You know, it's a billion-dollar organization that, you know, is so against, you know, like, even promoting, like, like kids getting the benefits of what they're bringing to their school. Yeah. In a separate issue, I think, I don't know. I don't know. That's a, that's a yeah. longer conversation. We, we saw recently that Kyle Guy wasn't even allowed to get wedding gifts. Yeah, yeah, that's ridiculous. Like wedding, that's that restrictive. Yeah. You know, players can't can't sign a jersey and get paid for, yeah. or be able to write a book, or you know, show up on make their own YouTube channel, things like that. Yeah, have their own deals. I think that that's really restrictive, and yeah. nobody else in the country has to deal with that sort of restriction. Maybe I shouldn't say nobody else, but but generally, most people, ninety percent of the, the people in the United States, can do whatever the heck they want without. A governing body restricting them from being able to make money on their own yeah and so then you add the fact that they can't even transfer to the school that they want to once they're graduates i don't know i just think that that's too that's much. more of NCAA trying to control the lives of people exactly. that are doing exactly. what they're supposed to be doing exactly yeah their foot is already implanted into the lives of those players enough i don't know why i feel like i need to keep restricting and restricting exactly. That's, that's, I think, my biggest point is, you know, I'm, I'm quite frustrated with how I feel like they keep trying to restrict and restrict and restrict more in terms of, you know, because, I mean, you have all these in terms of, like, even, like, you know, high school kids can go into the, the G League in the NBA now, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> it paid. So, you know... I'm afraid that the more and more the NCA restricts, that it's going to take more and more talent away from college. Yeah, push. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. I just think it's a moral issue. You know, and I think you're right. It could really direct the best athletes to a different league. But even aside from that, I just think that what they're doing is, is simply just not good. I don't think it's, it's good for players. I don't think it's good for them. I don't think it's good for anybody to not allow them to be able to have basic rights. Um, yeah. And then, of course, they, they have some benefits, too. I'm not trying to discount the fact, you know, scholarships are nice. Being, you know, getting free clothes and things like that, that's, that's nice. But I don't think that that re- quite makes up for the, the time that they put in, the money that they make their schools and the NCAA overall. I just don't think that it makes up for it. And so this whole grad transfer thing, I think, is just a, another symptom of, the NCAA being kind of a dictatorship, but I don't know. That's really all I have to say about that. Yep. So, so you either, either, either of y'all have any, uh, any remaining thoughts? No. no. Yeah. Well, that's I, all I, we have for today. What'd you say? Yeah. Too heated on the NCAA. Yeah, no, the NCAA is kind of trash, but, um, We'll probably talk about the NCAA in the next few days. We have, uh, at least not the NCAA directly, but we'll have talk about the draft and both college uh, basketball and football 
players, or excuse me, the NBA and NFL. And so uh, anybody who's listening, thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be talking about those topics here coming soon. The NFL draft is, I think, in a, a week or week and a half, right? Days. Uh, yeah. yeah. Thursday. So, yeah, next Thursday. So we'll be talking about that here soon. But thank you for listening. And uh, if you have any suggestions, go ahead and send them our way. We should be making a Twitter page here soon. It and, will be uh, out by this weekend. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So, yep. Thank you for listening. And uh, we will see you next time. Yeah.